I'm a free black man, hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase your dreams, black man, and get that cream, black man. We the original. This is Iron Mike Stedman, and you're listening to Confessions of a Native Son, a black veteran's perspectives on race, culture, and business. I'm excited to podcast today because I just kind of want to share with you all what's on my heart and what's on my mind. So I figured I'd just go ahead and jump right into it and give my confession. And my confession is that for the next year, I'm officially a Hoover Veteran Fellow at Stanford University's Hoover Institution, a public policy think tank that promotes the principles of individual, economic, and political freedom. For those of you that are unaware about Hoover, um, it's home to notable scholars such as uh, Thomas Sowell, George uh, George Schultz and um, who else was it more recently? Uh, Mattis and a lot of other figures. And to be quite frank, Hoover is known for being a conservative think tank. And if you're listening and hearing this for the first time, you're like, well, what the heck is Iron Mike Stepman doing headed out to a conservative think tank? And essentially I was given this opportunity because I came across an application by someone in my network that Hoover was interested in bringing uh, 10 veterans from all across the country um, to participate in the program. And I applied and got selected. And so now for the next year, I'm officially a Hoover Veteran Fellow. And I guess this is a two-part confession because when I first found out about the program, to be quite frank, I forwarded over to one of my board members, a good friend of mine, uh, Stephen Morris, friend, mentor, all of the above, and, uh, you know, he had commented to me that maybe I should pass on it because Hoover was known for being far right. And so I passed on it. But then through a mutual connection through a friend, you know, that um, had a lot to say about Hoover, I decided to go ahead and submit my application at the last minute and ended up getting accepted. But it's just so, I don't know, man, I'm just kind of processing everything. You know, I've been to Stanford before. You know, when I was going through the Stanford Ignite program, uh, which really introduced me to entrepreneurship and to be quite frank, introduced me to the veteran entrepreneur uh, ecosystem. But now to be able to go back on more of an intellectual level um, to create some, I don't know, IP uh, around our work with Ironbound Boxing and, you know, what we're trying to do by bringing out this Courage Academy, um, it's just super humbling. And, you know, for me, right, like, as I started to think about spending time like at a conservative think tank and really learning from, you know, my fellow cohort members, you know, there's going to be nine other veterans. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely excited and I'm excited because it's funny. I was walking around today and I was thinking that like, man, college is not big enough for me. Graduate school isn't big enough for me because I just feel like I'm so hungry to learn about the world around me and understand how we got to the point we're at and explore different ideas and the internet and libraries and podcasts and videos, right? That's really my university. Um, those are how this podcast is a platform that I like to joke is my PhD, but um, I'm just hungry to learn and I'm not afraid to challenge myself. And so it's going to be really exciting for me to um, go out there and uh, learn about I don't know how we can create real change through the work we're doing here at Ironbound and learn from my peers in the program and learn from Hoover 
and uh, Stanford in general, spend time at the Stanford uh, Graduate School of Business and some of their other programs and just really um, continue to grow to, to, to grow and figure out creative ways to bring um, change to my community. You know, I got different communities. I got the black community. I got the veteran community. I got the urban community. I got the Newark community, but really just things that I'm passionate about. And so I figured I'd just kind of jump on this podcast and really just kind of talk through some ideas that I'm thinking about as I take advantage of this opportunity. You know, one of the things I've been thinking through is how do I make the most advantage? How do I make the most of this opportunity? You know, given that I'll be flying out to Stanford a couple of times throughout the year, it's four times total with the first one coming up in November. Um, and they basically gave us a blanket, blanket um, how do I say this word? I don't know. Sometimes I get on here and talk and forget or don't know how to explain things, but a clean slate and say, hey, if there's anyone we want to connect with in the Hoover Network or anybody I want to connect with in the Stanford Network, you know, they'll make the introduction. And I'm a big fan of Jim Collins. He taught at Stanford for many years. And he's a bit of a recluse because he's a polymath. But I would love to be able to speak with Jim Collins about urban entrepreneurship and economic development and how we uh, take a lot of these ideas that he's developed through his Good to Great series and uh, condense it for micropreneurs. You know, how do we show people how entrepreneurship um, can uh, serve as an opportunity to create um, real freedom in their lives and you know, I'm just, I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship now. And Jim Collins is super dope to me. So that's somebody I want to connect with. Ironically, I also want to connect with uh, Glenn Lowry, who's a, a, a black economy, a black economist at Harvard um, that has been very vocal and critical of the Black Lives Matter movement and critical race theory and all these other things. And I actually wrote an essay about him um, called Black Talking Heads. Uh, where I just shared my criticism that a lot of these black intellectuals spend more time addressing white audiences than they do black audiences, at least in my opinion, on the outside looking in. Um, and I'm just not a fan of bashing black people in forums where we're not represented. You know, I think you got to go into the lion's den. I know it can be a pain in the ass at times. Trust me, I'm here in Newark. I understand the challenges of it, but that's what I was critical of. But at the same time, like I want to engage with Lowry, right? I want to learn from him. You know, I got introduced to him and I think another guy, Thomas McHorter by my buddy, uh, Thomas Payne, um, T Payne, affectionately we call him. And he put me on a lot of their material. And so I want to engage in dialogue with, um, Lowry to understand, you know, why he thinks the way he does and kind of push back on certain things. But when I did my application for the veteran fellowship, yo, I stay asked us who we want as an advisor. And I put, Condoleezza Rice, who actually runs the institution, and we had an opportunity to meet with yesterday via Zoom, um, and Glenn Lowry and Thomas Sowell. Um, so, I mean, it's 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 crazy, right? Like, I'm just thinking about it, but those are people I want to engage with. Maybe I get them on this podcast, and we just have a, a free-flowing um, dialogue where we talk about these complex issues around race, culture, and business, um, and I share my perspective as a Black veteran. So, super excited about that. Um, and I'm just trying to think through again, it's like, how do I leverage this opportunity, um, to drive more awareness around my efforts with Ironbound Boxing, um, and our work here in Newark. And when we we're on a call yesterday with Conlisa Rice, you know, 
we had to go around and introduce ourselves. And she actually called me Iron Mike, ironically. So it's funny that it stands out um, in a good way these days. And I just, you know, we have to present what we're going to be working on because part of this fellowship is they're looking for change makers that are actually doers, right? So they've pulled basically 10 veterans from all across the country to expand Hoover's uh, Hoover's uh, footprint across the United States. Because right now, I think they're heavily populated in uh, San Francisco, obviously the Bay Area and Stanford and all that kind of stuff. And then D.C., and New York City as well. But other than that, right, they just want a bigger footprint. And so part of this veteran fellowship is basically allowing us to go out and share the impact of Hoover and leverage Hoover's resources to create change in our local communities. And so I'm excited to be able to drive the effort um, um, with Newark. And one of the things that we're going to be working on during the program is a capstone project. And we had to submit capstone projects that um, align with kind of like what we want to bring change about. And for me, you know, my capstone project is Ironbound Boxing and the Courage Academy. You know, I have this vision of creating a boxing gym that also has a incubator space for small businesses. So think of it, the cool whiteboards and the co-working space, and maybe even a little bit of a maker space, you know, where we can come and, you know, and where kids and youth can come and work on themselves mentally, physically, and spiritually through boxing, right, and mentorship. And then also we have this space where we can help them think through how to uh, create a venture, you know, literally from scratch, you know, and also have access to resources to help them get employed because I just believe that we can lower crime, violence, and apathy in the inner city by giving kids access to meaningful employment. I think a lot of people in this country are depressed uh, because we don't have access to meaningful employment. You know, you see this great recession going on because people hate their jobs and they hate their life. And the essential workers, which are really the lowest paid workers or those frontline workers, you know, they are tired of minimum wage. And a lot of them just kind of go to work high and drunk and, you know, just kind of survive. And I want to show my kids and I want to show the community in Newark how not to just survive, but how to thrive. And entrepreneurship is hard. It's a pain in the ass at times. It's no means key. It's no means a guaranteed path towards success. But I do think a lot of people can benefit from going on the journey. And I want to create a space where we can educate black and brown people on small business entrepreneurship. You know, if they want to do a tech startup, how to bootstrap it and, you know, uh, go to market you know, um, and what I included in my application was I want to study cooperatives. I want to study uh, lending. I want to study uh, um, cooperatives, lending, um, incubation, and just kind of microloans. Yeah, credit in general. So pulling all this together under a capstone, really focused on Ironbound Boxing and our aspirations. And then also how do I build out the network to bring this vision to life? So um, super humbling. But I guess part of me, too, that I'm kind of nervous about, I'm going to call it I'm nervous about, I'm self-aware about. If you listen to the early episodes of this podcast, right, um, I'm a little racy. I'm a little spicy. I speak my truth. I like to think I, I speak truth to power. And, excuse me, as I'm getting older and I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm becoming a better entrepreneur and I like to think I'm becoming a better human in general, you know, it's challenged a lot of my assumptions about like our society, 
you know, in general. And I was joking with one of my boxers as I was driving home, but like, you know, on paper, man, I'm a freaking beast these days, right? Naval Academy grad, entrepreneur, founder of Ironbound Boxing. Now you add this Hoover Fellowship on there. And it's like, man, Mike ain't got no excuses, you know? And to be, to be honest, right, like, you know, these days, like, I'm just so much more aware of how much I can get in my own way or not necessarily get in my own way. I understand now, at least in my life, I'm at this point, and I've said this before on previous podcasts that I am speaking from a place of privilege, but like, yo, man, the biggest issues I have these days aren't necessarily about race. It's more about like, man, am I getting up on time, right? Am I getting my to-do list done? Am I serving my clients, right? Am I raising support for Ironbound? Am I doing all the things that I should be doing? Um, and I'm just kind of at this point now, I think, where I'm like, man, right? Like, I've got an abundance of opportunity in front of me. I've been grinding it out. And I don't have time to think about, I don't know. I don't like to give people the benefit of the doubt of uh, denying me certain things, right? I don't even ask for permission no more. Like if you, and some people think this is a cop out, right? But like, for me, it's like, listen, man, if you've already shown your colors that you're not about supporting black and brown people, right? I don't, I don't have any interest in swimming upstream and explaining it to you why that makes you not a good human, you know, why it's important that we invest and support black and brown people in this country and how the way we've been doing it for the last hundred years or plus, you know, since we've come to this country, in my humble opinion, has been fucked up. Right. I'm, I don't agree with a lot of the way we've done things. And I'm a bit of a contrarian when it comes to it. And so, you know, um, I just kind of have my own opinions about it. And now as I kind of move forward, I'm about lifting as I climb. Right. Like and I'll call people out, though, too. That's the other issue. Right. Like I'm not this black guy that's going to stand on stage and tell you that it's been so easy for me and that all these institutions are amazing from the Marine Corps and the universities, et cetera. Right. They all have their issues, particularly with regards to race. But with that being said, right, like I'm not letting that stuff hold me down. Right. And I'm working on now not comparing myself to other people because it's so easy to do it. Right. Like there are days when I'm in the hustle and I'm feeling beat up and I'm just like, damn, man, how is it that so-and-so is able to do so much more. You know, one of the essays I'm going to write in my book, uh, Confessions of a Native Son, is I Dream of Venture Capital. And I don't know, like on the outside looking in, being a venture capitalist sounds dope. Being able to have access to funds to invest in founders and coaching them and advising them, et cetera. But at the same end of the spectrum, I've met venture capitalists that don't really like their job. You know, that, um, and I know venture capitalists that have left to go back to entrepreneurship because that's what they really like. Um, so it's like sometimes the grass always look, looks greener on the other side, but, and I'm still guilty of that. So, you know, one of the things I'm doing to work on that is just hovering, I'm I say hovering down, is just focusing in on the things that are important to me, right? Focusing in on the platforms I already have, such as podcasting and writing and making sure I'm getting back to reading and not getting distracted uh, by others because I've been distracted as of late. I've been reading as much as I can, but I don't know if it's just this idea of being able to go to Hoover and just kind of, you know, having all these opportunities afforded to me that like, I'm just, I'm just very hungry for knowledge and I'm very hungry for life. And I'm just, I just want to make the most of it. You know, um, I think a lot of us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you know, for those of you that communicate with me and engage with me, 
you know, I think a lot of people out here in the world are just, or at least veterans, you know, we're all trying to, you know, just reach our potential, whatever that means, right? If that means being a billionaire, then go by God, go be a billionaire. If that means being a dope entrepreneur, then go launch your venture and, you know, kill it. Um, but we all are kind of like on this own journey, but we're just trying to make the most of it. And, you know, I'm just starting to, I'm still growing. I guess that's the exciting part about this process. You know, I joke with Philip Jones on a lot about, you know, the, the movie, what's the movie called? Um, the golden compass or the book, the golden compass and in the movie and the TV show and in the book, right. A, a, your soul is called a demon. It's not called a soul. It's called a demon. And it's a little animal. It's like a spirit animal that follows you around. And when you're younger, the demon is constantly changing. So it could be a bird. It can be a cat. It's all these different things. But when you arrive as like an adult, right, your demon stops switching and it just, it's one animal and they have a whole ceremony about it. And then that's your demon. I feel like my demon is still changing. You know, like I thought when I left the military, that I was going to be head boxing coach at the Naval Academy. That was my goal. And I moved to Newark, New Jersey, started an inner city boxing program to position myself to be the most qualified candidate in the United States of America to take over the head boxing coach job at Navy. But now I'm like, man, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm just learning and growing and having fun. You know, um, I would have never imagined me being an entrepreneur, but I really like it. And I like teaching it, which is why I really like Jim Collins, because I like what he's done with his good to great series. And I like Peter Drucker because he's just a prolific thought reader, thought leader and getting his ideas out of his head and on paper in the books. And, you know, as I look towards the future, right, I can't be Drucker. I can't be Collins. I could just be, you know, me. And maybe my platform of choice is the written word books, as well as podcasting and audio. And that's what I'm thinking about now. You know, I think about, again, maybe I could be a venture capitalist one day for black and brown founders, but I don't like the venture capital model right now, you know, because I think more black founders need access to patient capital. You know, I want to support the micropreneurs. I want to support the small business owners. I don't want to just support people that come from a strong, you know, educational network um, that look like a check in the box. So people throw money at them. I want to service people in the community that don't necessarily, you know, have the same network I do. And I want to bring my network to them and create some way to get them access to capital, access to quality recreation, you know, access to a better life. Where we can grow, learn and support each other. So that's really what my mission is and whatever form that takes, who knows, you know, is it, uh, you know, me just being this prolific thought leader, using my platforms and creating this new media company. Um, is it, you know, creating a firm of some sort to invest in black founders, you know, the sky really is the limit, but I would like to think that, you know, you all are part of the journey because you've been following me. You've been listening to me for quite a while sometime. And I'm just a human being. I'm a normal guy, right? I don't make a lot of money yet. Uh, but I do create a lot of impact and it's a team effort. It's not just me. You know, I had to teach an entrepreneur class tonight to veterans at a NYU about, you know, coming up with a compelling value proposition and a go-to-market strategy. And I had to sprint for my boxing gym to get over here. And I'm in my boxing gym, man. I, I love seeing these kids, man. The gym is packed, right? Everyone believes in what we're doing. There's real buy-in. And yet I still have to pull away to, you know, sprint back here to teach this class tonight. But it was super cool for me to be able to do it 
and I'm just, you know, giving back. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder where y'all think I'm going to end up because right now I'm still just like, again, just learning, growing and uh, having fun. I do what I, I do want to speak about some things I need to do for this podcast, though, is these solo episodes. First of all, this episode took me like I've already recorded a whole episode talking about this subject of getting a Hoover Fellowship and everything. And I wanted to release it last week, but I didn't um, because I don't know why I didn't release it. Actually, I just I was like, oh, I'll release it this week. But I just wanted to jump on. I wasn't I didn't like that one. And I wanted to just come on here and talk again. And, you know, these monologue episodes are hard. They're like really hard. Like I, I've recorded God knows how many podcasts at this point, released how many podcasts, produced them, et cetera. But, you know, the monologue episodes are the most challenging for me um, because I get in my head and I'm curious about how I sound. I want to make sure this comes across the right way. So even tonight as I'm recording this, right, it took me like, like 10 tries to get it. And I was like, finally, you know what? I'm just going to roll. But this is a challenge for me and it's a good challenge because it forces me to continue to step outside my comfort zone and operate at the edge of my own competency. And I want to do more solo monologues on Native Son. You know, one of the challenges I have currently is obviously I'm running Ironbound Boxing, I'm producing podcasts under Ironbound Media, right? I got a lot going on, um, but I'm actually going to take steps towards it, you know? Last night I was reading um, W.E.B. Du Bois's uh, Reconstruction in America. Shout out to Philip Jones for gifting me the book and Steve Morris for, you know, engaging me with, engaging me, engaging with me about it. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to get back to reading, man. I'm getting back to protecting my mind, deleting apps off my phone and really just, you know, I don't know, man, just committed to learning. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm an autodidact, right? I say it with pride now. Again, there's no university on this planet that I think is big enough for me. And I don't mean like my ego. I mean, in a sense of the way my brain learns. I need, I'm very curious. I need to go get my hands dirty. I need to go explore my curiosities. And I can't do that in the confinement of a traditional curriculum. That's why I do so many of these online writing courses or entrepreneurial courses, et cetera, because I can kind of learn at my own pace and I can explore um, and I am, I want to explore a lot, right? Like in my apartment, I got all these books, man. And I'm just like, how can I read everything or get everything done? So I want to build a lifestyle around that, build a lifestyle that lets me read every day, drink coffee, stay in shape. Um, and you know, create real impact locally and nationally if need be. Uh, I'm not there yet. I actually got away from it cause I was staying in shape. I was reading, but once I start hitting this growth phase with my podcast production company, um, it kind of got me out of that. So got to get back to it. I'm refocused. And I'm going to do baby steps, man. Again, I'm going to finish Reconstruction in America. I got a book I'm reading. I want to read on uh, venture capital before I get out to um, to Stanford. Um, I've already read the book uh, on microfinance, you know, banker to the poor. But there's a lot more that I want to consume and learn on top of the day-to-day of personal life and business life and everything. So um, that's just what I wanted to share with y'all tonight. And that's my confession. So again, I'm going to be a Hoover veteran fellow. Um, I will continue to educate you all on what that means. You can go online, just type in Hoover veteran fellowship and it'll give you a little bit more insight into the program. And maybe some of you out there that are tuning in, might want to be a fellow um, um, next year. So uh, I already know some of y'all that tune in, I think will probably be 
great for this program. And I'm excited to be part of the inaugural class uh, to really bring some energy into this and bring it to life. And uh, not that I'm going to document my journey, but my goal is to get as many people that I feel like um, can bring value to my audience, you know, on the podcast, you know, I'm crossing my fingers, but I'll, hopefully I'll be able to get Condoleezza Rice. She likes to go by Condi, y'all. So I'll get her on here. And she has an amazing story too. And there's a, a, a podcast I've been listening to called Coffee with the Greats, uh, which is pretty good. And I listened to an interview about Condoleezza Rice. And I listened to an interview with uh, Jamie Diamond, which was really good. So check that podcast out and plug it. And who knows, man, maybe, they, you know, Stanford will let me, you know, um, create a podcast or something. I don't know. But I, I'll tell you what, man, I, I feel like a lot of these, these spaces, I just don't like the commentary I see with regards to black issues, right? Like, it's almost like you got to fall on one side of the fence or the other. And I think I, I think we can be unapologetically black, have real conversations and uh, drive real meaningful change. And I'll tell you this, too. One of my biggest regrets in life is in 2017, when I was going to the Stanford Ignite program um, with other veterans, to, it was like a four-week accelerator program to learn about entrepreneurship and business, et cetera. Um, I called one of my frat brothers, Philip Jones, shout out to Philip. Uh, and I was like, hey man, I'm going to Stanford. At the time I had this Mohawk fade and he basically told me I need to cut my hair. And I was like, what? I'm not cutting my hair, whatever. So then I called one of my other frat brothers who I respect and asked him his opinion. He, he told me as well that I should like cut my hair. And so I cut my hair. You know, I looked sharp, right? Just had a nice little fade and went to Stanford. But my opinion now is like, I'm just such a contrarian on that kind of stuff, man. Like, again, I want to be comfortable everywhere I go. I'm not saying be an asshole, right? I'm not saying I'm going to go out there in pajamas and flip flops or nothing like that. But listen, man, I'm an African-American male, in Newark, New Jersey, I rock a beard and a mohawk fade. I coach boxing. I call myself Iron Mike Stedman and I have fun, right? And at the end of the day, right, like that's the kind of personal brand I've been building for myself, right? And if people don't want that, then I'm not for them. So when I sent my Stanford video message in, what was I having on? I had my beard and my mohawk fade and that's what they're going to get this time. Because again, what kind of lesson are we teaching what kind of lesson am I teaching to black and brown youth if I'm trying to show them that they can't be accepted, that their culture can't be accepted, you know, that, uh, you know, hiding who they are all the time and showing up to work where 50 percent of people are lying, hiding and faking who they are and pretending like, you know, uh, a lot of these companies are really diverse and accept black culture. No, that ain't it. That's not how I'm built. You know, if they're going to accept black culture then they need to accept uh, all versions uh, uh, of it. And that includes, you know, the way we look, the way we dressed and the way we talk. And I'm not saying be an asshole again, not rolling up to Stanford trying to talk slang or anything like that, but just, you know, hey man, I'm a black man. This is how I dress, this is how I look, this is how I talk. And being comfortable with it because I want my kids to see someone like me and think, hey, I can be that. I can be Mike Stepman. You know, I see him in the gym. I see him around town, you know, um, I feel like I can identify with them instead of coming into these urban communities, you know, looking like, I don't know, a Wall Street banker, which is nice to some extent. But at the same time, to a lot of the, these kids in the community, it looks so foreign to them. You know, it's almost looking like Clark Kent and Superman, like two different characters versus coming in and, you know, having an image that they can see themselves in. 
And so that's kind of my goal. That's my personality. If you guys don't agree with it, you know, I understand, but that's just kind of how I'm choosing to show up to the world, right? Like I just want to be as authentic as I can be and while not being an asshole, but also creating space and agency for myself and those that come after me. So I think that's a great point to close off. Um, I'm curious to hear from you all on what your thoughts are about me headed out to, you know, the Hoover Institute. Um, again, I'm excited and I'm going to continue to try to write, uh, but I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Shoot me a text, message me um, on LinkedIn or Instagram, um, or just shoot me an email at Mike at we are ironbound, uh, dot com. Also, I know I've been talking about doing this newsletter, but I got a lot going on right now with Ironbound Media. So I haven't been able to devote as much time to the Native Sun newsletter as I would like. But I'm going to commit to getting a newsletter out uh, this week. If it's not on Friday, I'm going to get one out on Sunday um, because writing is just great. And I want to I'm a writer and I got to write more and I got to podcast more. That's just what comes with the territory. And so I'll get some out to you all. So make sure you subscribe to my newsletter at the link um, in the show notes. And uh, I want to go ahead and plug our sponsors for Confessions of a Native Son. Um, first, I, this show was actually brought to you by my organization, Ironbound Boxing, a nonprofit based in Newark, New Jersey, that provides free amateur boxing training, entrepreneur education, and employment opportunities to Newark youth and young adults. Uh, to support the cause, you can visit our website, ironboundboxing.org, to make a donation uh, today. I'm actually pumped, too, because... You know, our program Thrive, I had a little issues with it uh, for this last cohort, mainly being things were opening up. You know, we weren't under lockdown. And so we didn't have as much engagement as I would have liked. And I didn't have any kids, you know, finish the program um, like I did in previous cohorts. But I've got some really dope young entrepreneurs that I'm going to get on this podcast that I am that I was able to connect with. And we're going to spin them up on Thrive and uh, get them some, some grants. So really excited about that. And I got to, I know I got to do a better job of talking about the boxing and the entrepreneurship and just, you know, really pushing that narrative. And, uh, I'm just, I'm getting better at being a marketer and storyteller. And so I just got to make sure I'm spreading the gospel a lot about more about thrive, um, and what we're doing with that. And then also this podcast is brought to you by dope coffee, a lifestyle brand that pairs urban black culture with innovative product offerings in the coffee industry. We're not a coffee brand for black people. We're a coffee brand that seeks to elevate black culture through a lifestyle of premium coffee and candid conversation. I was just on with dope coffee founders, Mike and Michelle Lloyd, my brother and sister from another mother. And uh, they're doing amazing stuff down at Dope Coffee, man. They're actually opening up a retail spot in Decatur as part of a retail incubator program. So they'll have a physical location if you're in the Atlanta area and want to pop in over the next six months. So uh, check them out. Um, I always appreciate y'all tuning in, staying with me with this podcast. Again, I don't get paid with this podcast. I don't really use this podcast much for um, driving biz dev or anything. This is just my my platform to kind of share my my thoughts and feelings and emotions on race, culture, and business, get vulnerable with you all. But also, I like to think this platform is one that challenges me the most and forces me to grow the most. So even though I know I host a bunch of different podcasts, I'm pushing out a lot of content. This podcast holds a special place in my heart. Um, and just because I, just because, how do I say this? Yeah, man, I've always wanted to express these thoughts. And so I just got to do a better job of getting more of the content and getting these thoughts out of my head, you know, getting the arc out. Cause again, still got to cover the spook that's set by the door. 
And to be honest, it's like jokingly, I feel like I'm headed to Stanford as the spook, the spook that's set behind the door. But we still got to get into double consciousness and Booker T. Washington, W.B. Du Bois, Ralph Ellison. Man, there's still a lot of content to get into. And so I got to get back focused, got to read more and produce this content. So I'll get it to you all. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase our trees, black man, and get that.